Here's a message from Ken Lavica. If the Dolphins were a person, they'd be living in an alley behind a dumpster with a meth spoon sitting next to them. They have truly hit rock bottom. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Sweet, merciful Christ. I don't even know how to navigate my way into the week. To start Sunday like that yesterday and just be in a fog and a haze the rest of the day, I should have just kept drinking tequila. Ken Levick alive with Theo Dorsey on this Monday here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Theo, uh, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. We are in the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios. Downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off the Intracoastal, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we have Captain Competent, Joe Rigotti. He will uh, help drag me through this next hour. Uh, Theo, I think I hate football. Like, I legit think I, <laughs> I hate football. You wait months and months and months. You go through uh, the, the mini camps and the endlessly long training camp, and then you have hope, and in the Dolphins' case, you have expectations, and then six weeks in, you're ready to tear the whole thing down. Like, I legit, especially after yesterday, watching the Dolphins lose to the Jaguars the way they lost to them, the, the, the fact that the game was even competitive, uh, the fact that I think Brian Flores has lost any ability to coach. He has no wherewithal when it comes to game situations. Uh, and, and there's other fan bases out there that are frustrated. But for me personally, six weeks in, like I'm done. I don't want any th- any part of this anymore. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. surprised that you thought they were competent enough to have a meth spoon next to them. I, I would think they would choose a fork. <laughs> Just I would go think that straight up fork. They make so many bad decisions. They uh-huh. would have a fork. Why well, like want the lighter work on the, <laughs> on the fork? Like, this is just. This is absolutely miserable like this truly is for the Dolphins I've been down here since 2007 okay uh, and that was the year they went one in 15 mm. under Cam Cameron and celebrated the overtime win over the Ravens like they had won the Super Bowl that not even that is this this is rock bottom for the Dolphins the last time I can remember feeling as hopeless as I do now was maybe the Tebow game when they came out of nowhere, beat the Dolphins in overtime, and you knew that all of the good faith built up from the Tony Sperano 2008 playoff season was dead, and that Tony Sperano was soon going to be on his way out as head coach. That was embarrassing. That was inexcusable. That was incompetent yesterday, what the Dolphins did. You had a chance to step on the Jaguars' throats multiple times. You settle for three in bad situations. On fourth and short, you're punting. Then on fourth and short, when you need it, you're running asinine run plays out of the shotgun against an offensive line that can't protect a damn thing, and then you lose. To a team that's coached by Urban Meyer, (laughs) Mr. Grindy himself, the, 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 the same guy who admitted last week that They hadn't worked on quarterback sneaks, so that's why Trevor Lawrence wasn't doing that in a game. You lost to that team. Oh, yeah. By the way, 
The same team that hadn't made a field goal this season up until yesterday, and then they ding you for multiple 50-plus yarders, including the game winner, after you called a timeout to give them a chance with five seconds left to run a play. (laughs) A throw to the middle of the field, then you proceed to touch down that receiver with two seconds left instead of letting the clock run out, giving them a chance to kick that field goal. It's mind-boggling incompetence <laughs> from the Dolphins. Like, this truly, Theo, is rock bottom. The whole thing. They were ill-prepared for mo- multiple moments there. There was that bad Tua interception. There was, again, that soft coverage they played, and then they didn't – they touched the guy down. That's what shocked me the most was that they didn't let, let the clock run out. Let him roll on the ground. I yeah. don't care. That let was... him barrel roll. Don't touch him. But you know what I did like? I loved how aggressive the Jaguars were throughout the whole game. Believe the Jaguars. They suck. <laughs> like, they, there's a reason that they should have the longest losing streak in the history of the NFL. They can't do simple things well. Big play, penalty. Short hop, an eight-yard pass. No protection. Get Trevor Lawrence sacked. Completely lose a tight end every play. They don't do anything well because they're coached poorly. And the Dolphins still lost. And Brian Flores, everyone's favorite, bring your Patriots way uh, ideals down to South Florida. He was outcoached at the end by Urban Meyer. Mm. Like that might be the thing that stings most. Brian Flores was outcoached by Urban Meyer. Now, do you think who's who's quicker? Who's more on the hot seat between the two of those two guys? Because that looks like the game where it's like whoever loses is like well, surely out. This Urban's year. seat is more hot because there's a girl grinding on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, I, that'll raise the temperature a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little body heat in <laughs> there. Getting hot in here. Uh, but Brian Flores, I, I am starting to get to a point where I'm not sure I have any confidence in him at all, which I can't believe. I mean, midway through last season, I'm yeah. like, this is a future NFL coach of the year. And then I started seeing what he was doing with Tua, pulling him out of uh, close games in the fourth quarter, uh, something that in the coaching textbook, uh, it's not in there because it doesn't exist, because it shouldn't happen. But it was Brian Flores, who so you have blind faith in him because he came from New England. And mm-hmm. so, hey, he's just sending a message and teaching a lesson. Except, like, there's no lesson to be taken from that. And now, you had a really good performance from Tua. And this is one thing, and Theo, you brought it up right at the interception. Guess how much that hurt the Dolphins? Zero. Because the Dolphins got the ball back, and you want to know what uh, Tua did right after that? Orchestrated a 90-yard touchdown drive where he went 6-for-6. Six six. Mm. And it was good. I, I mean, th- that's the thing. Like. What we what we have turned this into is that if two is not to blame, then we don't know what to do because two is such an easy target for criticism of the Dolphins. How dare you focus vitriol towards Brian Flores? And it was Brian Flores who lost lost that game yesterday. But it's also maybe more Chris Greer, the general manager, for putting together a roster that we actually don't think now is very good. Uh, it, it, he completely miscalculated what he had. When he moved up to six to get Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, every NFL team has a Jalen Waddle. Yeah, Jalen Waddle's a good player, but he's not number six worthy. That was a that's very high to pick a guy like Jalen, especially the way that they're using him. It's like maybe he could be a little better, but even when he went deep and right. threw it into double coverage, it's like, is that his style? Right. Like, he's not right. Jamar Chase. And then Jalen. Uh, most of the time, though, for, for Jalen Waddle, it's, hey, run a three-yard out, yeah, and we'll find you. Like, what is that going to do? How does that stretch the defense at all? Like, Jalen Waddle is Devon Best with speed. Like, that's what this is. This is that, that's what he is in this Dolphins offense. The whole thing is a trash bag. 
The whole thing is uh, a, a completely unextinguishable conflagration. It is on fire, and it is uncontainable. The Dolphins are bad. They're the worst team in the NFL. Mm. This is, in my 15 years down here, this is rock bottom for the Dolphins. When have you had a team, Theo, that has been absolute rock bottom where you're like, this is the most miserable feeling because I'm there right now with the Dolphins? Well, I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan, so not very far away from those Dolphins. I feel very similarly. I felt like that for the past couple of years, actually. I was going to say, I think the Canes have hit rock bottom. And then they've continued to navigate that yeah. bottom. They've never been able to actually like make an ascent. Maybe last year through the first eight games, they sort of climbed up the cliff wall and then they slipped and they have since face planted back into the canyon. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 impressive to me. You know, if you think about the Canes ascension when they did it back then, it's like where they rose up and they just kept rising and kept winning. Now we've done the opposite, and I think it's maybe us paying our dues and now we're just Back in the cellar where we started. In fact, the Canes are mining right now. The Canes are <laughs> underground. They are coal mining. Like, what are we looking for point? down there? Right. Yeah. What are we looking for? Guys, we haven't found coal <laughs> in five years. I think we're tapped out here. Uh, when has your team, insert team here, when has your team hit rock bottom? And how do you navigate through it? Because I'm there now with the Dolphins. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. When has your team hit rock bottom? And how did you as a fan navigate through that? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I went into yesterday morning thinking that there was a possibility the Dolphins could be beat by the Jaguars. Like, you you know, you, you think about it, you daydream a little bit, and then you're like, ah, no, 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 no. I don't have room for bad thoughts in my head. Think positive. Uh, you can you can think it into existence. Uh, make a vision board of, of Jalen Waddle spiking a football, and you'll be okay. But then, as the game progressed, and I tweeted it early in the second quarter, at KLV1063 on Twitter, I said, surely... Those two goal situations where the Dolphins settled for three on both won't come back to hurt them because I just knew. And I had multiple people tweet back at me, not against the Jaguars, not against the Jaguars, but it happened against the Jaguars. The Jags are flat out the worst NFL team I've ever seen. I have not watched much Jaguars football this season because I've spent all of my time making fun of Urban Meyer, but watching them in person was even worse than I thought they were. And the Dolphins lost to that. Like, there's no coming back from that. Uh, it's early. It's one in five. No, no, no. The season's done. <laughs> it's over with. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Just like the Kane season was over after they lost to Michigan State. Forget the fact that they, they hadn't even played any ACC games yet. You just know. Mm-hmm. Like, when you know, you know. And you felt the same thing when they lost at home to Michigan State. It was done. It was done, though. And it was, like, almost to a point where it's like, do we have to play the rest of the season out? Yeah. And I think the Dolphins still have to play 18 weeks, Uh King. Yeah. We're just getting started. The death march continues. (laughs) Absolutely. And then you have Jerome Baker, who in his press conference is like, hey, we're young and we're hungry. Just hang with us. It's early. Jerome, no. No. It's not early anymore. We're six (laughs) games in. Just because it extended to an extra game this year doesn't mean that it's still early. No, 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 no. After you lose to the Jaguars, you're not pulling yourself out of that. Like this, this team is done. And not to mention, you had a chance to win yesterday where Tua basically had Mike Jasicki and Jalen Waddle. Those were his only weapons. And the, the other guy that looks like Mike Jasicki, but I can't. Yeah. All right, here. Let's reword it. You have, he had tight ends, 
one small receiver yeah. <laughs> and then an offensive line that refuses to protect him. He had no running game whatsoever, no support whatsoever, and should have won the game multiple times over. Oh, but that's the sign of Tua that he couldn't win the game for the Dolphins. What are you talking about? On the final Dolphins possession, he completed a pass for nine yards. They got a first down when they converted on fourth and one. And then uh, run, nothing. Throw on second down, drop. Throw on third down, six yards. And then you go forward on fourth and one. And you run it right into the right side of the line and get stuffed. There. Yeah, was that a read option or what no? Was that, that was that that play call came from the sideline. <laughs> run it out of the shotgun. So, as much as you want to blame for the the Tua haters want to blame yesterday on Tua because it's easy and you're simpletons. That wasn't on Tua. That was all on Brian Flores, and it's all on Chris Greer. Because guess what? Oh well, Ken, they're going to suck so much they're going to get a, a top five pick. Mm. Oh, wait, Jalen Waddell is the reason the Dolphins don't have their first-round pick. That belongs to the Eagles. They better hope, Jalen. And it looks like they manufactured those two touchdowns for Jalen Waddell. They better hope his season looks like it at least pans out. They need to do some PR on that move. It's going to be like 50 yards a game receiving and four touchdowns the rest of the year for Jalen Waddell. Like try and stretch the field, and then as soon as you get inside the 10, where's Jalen? Where's Jalen? We need to pump up his numbers. (laughs) We need fantasy uh, participants to love him. Yeah. When was your team's rock bottom? How did you navigate through it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. We'll be joined in just a couple of moments by Marcel Louis-Jacques. He is the Dolphins reporter, ESPN NFL Nation. Let's go to Boca. That's where we find Eric. Eric, you're on Ken Levick Alive with Theo Dorsey. What's up? Oh, Ken and Theo, um, I'm a Detroit Lions fan, so uh, I've hit rock bottom probably, it's an infinite number of times, yeah. so yeah. basically being a Michigan transplant, also being a Dolphins fan, I'm seeing a mirror image mm-hmm. of what I grew up watching with the Detroit Lions, and it's pretty sad, so I, I don't even know, I mean, you could say 2008 going 0-16, but then it might even be worse when they're halfway decent. Nine and seven, yeah. um, you know, possibly can win a division and find a way to lose it. You know, losing three straight games after being nine and four, I, I could go on and on. But that's that's almost worse when the team actually shows some hope and then just completely falls apart. You know what? So Eric, I hope. I think yeah. that's a great point. And I was thinking about that this morning. I think this feels worse because you thought the Dolphins were going to be mm. good, and it's not just yes. that they've struggled. That this has been a plummet. Like this has been a the parachute didn't open type of scenario. And by the way, Eric, just uh, j- just so you feel better about the one in five Dolphins, your previous Lions are the only team in the NFL that have not had a lead during any offensive possession here in 2021. I, and they should have won wow. two games too I on, on I last second field goals. <laughs> it's it's just mind boggling. Oh and six, one and five. At least we got Michigan. Michigan State should both both be undefeated in two weeks playing each other. That's the only only silver lining in that state right now. Eric, hang in there. Hey and be the good Florida transplant that you are. And that, that's a good point. When's the last time Michigan, Michigan State, maybe since the uh, 2015 uh, failed punt brought back at the big house for oh, a touchdown Michigan yeah. State win has this had as much juice as it's going to have. And that was a crazy ending. We can only hope for a game like that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But the, the Dolphins are rock bottom. Like, I don't know how much further you could go down without you flat out being in hell. Well, he called and it. And it feels like hell. Detroit. You could be Detroit. You could be Detroit. Detroit, 
is hell. <laughs> I was about to say. Detroit is the hellish standard. And then when you leave the game, you got to go back to Detroit. At least if you go to a Miami <laughs> Dolphins game, you can drive 30 minutes to Miami afterwards or whatever it is. And this is what I love about Theo. He's taking it that next level of petty, and that's why he's coming back. And by the way, uh, we are going to get to Petty Theo here. It'll be our newest Monday segment. Uh, Theo, who admitted to us that he's that guy who, when one of his friend's teams is struggling or one of his friend's fantasy teams is struggling, he will FaceTime them, not call them not text them but facetime them to rub it into them that is an extra respectable level of petty (laughs) and so we'll get to theo's uh theo's pettiness uh petty theo later on here in ken levick alive uh let's bring in uh marcel louis jacques nfl nation espn dolphins reporter and marcel thank you for making the time for us and i apologize that you are going to be experiencing me at my worst here today i hate to welcome you to the show under these circumstances but uh, just broad what the hell is happening right now? Why is this so damned terrible? You know, it's kind of funny, you know, listening to your conversation from earlier that we all thought the Dolphins were going to be good. And I, I just wrote about this last night that I think it's time to start adjusting expectations. I think we might need to come to terms with the fact that maybe the Dolphins are not a good team. You know, the, the, the key quote that I'm looking at is from defensive coordinator Josh Boyer, who last week told us that – you know, we are what we put on film. And what they put on film right now is a one-in-five team that ranks 29th in points scored, 29th in points against, yeah. that can't get off the field on third down, and, and that can't put their foot to the throat when they, in the rare occasion that they do have a lead. So I, I think it's start, it start about time to start looking at this team. Like, uh, maybe we had the wrong expectations. Maybe we were in the wrong here. It's our fault. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's our that fault. There's, but also, too, like I look at, and yesterday the, the thought kept crossing my mind as things like started to feel inevitable near the end. And by inevitable, I mean the Dolphins calling a timeout with five seconds left and allowing <laughs> Urban Meyer to readjust his game plan there. But this is such a bad miss about what they thought the roster was. And if the Dolphins were to have a terrible year, then you can just say, hey, it's fine, top three pick, except it's not because that pick belongs to the Eagles. Now, Chris Greer... I I don't know how he sustains this employment for much longer. Like they're they're in a spot where they're not only bad, but it seems like a long road to not being bad. Yeah, you know, I never want to advocate or or threaten the possibility sure. of somebody losing their job, but like you said, when you go all in on a season, you forfeit that first round pick and it becomes something in that top 3, top 5 range. So not only, like you said, not only do you have a bad year, but now you have a late pick in the first round. That is, generally speaking, that is a, a you know, a fireable offense. It, it, it is something, it is a mistake, a costly enough to lose your, your job in the wrong situation. And year three of, you know, what, what are we calling this, a five-year rebuild? Yeah. Uh, year five of a five-year rebuild? Like when, when you're clearly, we're all in on making the playoffs this season. You know, we're kind of in that we're kind of in that range right now, so it, it is a little uh, it's a little difficult. And uh, for a coach, you know, you can maybe use that excuse of you know, okay, well, we had injuries here, here, and here, we're struggling. But for a GM, you can't say, oh, this team got hurt because it's his job to make sure that when the team is hurt, that the depth is strong enough to keep the ship afloat. And this ship has been capsized for the past five weeks. And, you know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to flip that around. You know, and it's awful because I, I believe Brian Flores, I believe these players when they step to that podium and they say, 
we have been working our butt off at practice. We are grinding. Like, people in this room, like, they want to get this turned around. I believe that. But, again, man, five losses in a row. My colleague Dan Graziano had a great point. You know, they the, the win over the Patriots was by one point. Defense forced a fumble uh, at the end of the game. They earned that. They played a Super Bowl contender in Buffalo and lost by 35. They played a Super Bowl contender in Tampa Bay and lost by 28. Yep. Uh, they played two winless teams and lost both of them. They lost to the Jaguars. I, I could have just said that, and <laughs> yeah. the rest would have been obsolete. Right? You can't you can't lose to these guys. So I, I wrote, like I said, I wrote last night that we can't even look ahead to the Atlanta Falcons game as a get right game, like we looked at the Jags game as a get right game and the Colts game as a get right game because right now Miami yeah. is the get right team. <laughs> the Miami is right the team against. that teams are getting right against. Oh, That's man. actually so a great it, it point. Yeah, it, they, so they're it, that team. Not, uh, they are that team. So like, I, I, I believe it might be time to start adjusting expectations, man. Like, I, <sighs> They're going to have to go on, an, on a, an unprecedented run here to make the playoffs. 111 teams in NFL history have started 1-5. in five. Three have made the postseason. Knew that number and was yes, going to be that's, bad. Yeah, that's not yeah, – yeah, yeah, that's what the – it drops to zero if they lose one more game. No team in NFL history has started one and six and made the playoffs. Man, so, I, I was already know. drinking. I was already drinking too much tequila on Sundays, and now that's just going to uh, rise to even more dangerous levels. Now, Marcel Louis Jacques again. You can uh, read all of his work. ESPN.com. He is the Dolphins. ESPN NFL Nation reporter. Follow him on Twitter, by the way, at Marcel underscore LJ. Hey, appreciate that, Marcel. And last, I have one last thing, man. What's worse, though, the Dolphins? Offensive calls and what they've been doing so far on the field on my golf swing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's that might be a push, big dog. That's uh, your, at least your swing has got some promise, man. Your swing will get it done. It's salvageable. <laughs> that's right. It's salvageable. Your swing, your, your swing gets the ball for it. That's right. <laughs> uh, nah, man. I appreciate uh, appreciate y'all having me, even if it was essentially like a ten minute rant here. <laughs> no, but, it's uh, good. Thanks for having me Marcel, on. that's what we do. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Peace. Definitely, man. Looking forward to it. All right. Marcel Louis Jacques again, NFL Nation, Dolphins reporter, ESPN.com. That's where you read all of his work. And again, at Marcel underscore LJ. Uh, none of none of that made me feel any better, and yeah. I think that I mean he's around it, and I don't know. Brian Flores looked defeated yesterday. That's the thing. Your fearless leader looks like he's out of answers, and for the last three weeks, it's been the same line, the same line for the last three weeks. It's on me. It's on me. It's on me. In fact, uh, let's let's hear from Brian Flores uh, from yesterday because, again, it's the same line. And every time I hear this, I'm just like, that is such loser talk. And that's how you know that a coach has run out of answers. Uh, that starts with me. I'm not doing a good enough job of getting these guys ready to play. I'm not playing consistently enough. So we're not coaching well enough. And we're not playing well enough. And... You know, that's we're just not playing consistently enough. I mean, it's in spurts. We had a couple, some some positive plays, some consistent you know ball you know, in the second first half, um, and even a little bit in the second half. But we're just not putting it together, um, and that 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 starts with me. Like when you hear a coach say that stuff, it's on me. It's on me. They're not prepared enough. That's on me. You only hear that from coaches who know that things are right now without direction. That doesn't make me feel any better to hear the head coach say, it's on me. Cool. I appreciate the accountability. <laughs> but when does that, when, when do, does your adjustment 
start to bring some sort of competence to the table. What can he say, though? I mean, you're right. That's what coaches say when they have nothing left like, to say. That's loser talk. But what can he say? What can, they just lost to the Jaguars in London. They made us wake up. They made us set our alarm clocks on a Sunday morning for 9.15 to get up and watch a 9.30 a.m. kickoff local time. Wait, what, what time do you usually get up on Sundays? Did you re- actually set an alarm I had to set an alarm clock for sure. Are you a late sleeper? Well, you know, also, it's Saturday night. I'm on WPTV. Oh, yeah, good call. 5. You're the, working you know, I'm, late. I'm working until – I don't get home until like 12, 30, 1 oh, o'clock. Oh, I got you. You know, so it's a late night for me. I had to set my alarm to watch that Dolphins game, and then they got off to a good start. I said, two is looking confident, man. Yeah, yep. And, and then, then you, you saw what was uh, – you just felt it. You felt it. Felt what was going to happen. Brian Flores got mm. outcoached by Urban Meyer. It was the Raiders game all over again, but quicker. <laughs> but, qu- <laughs> but quicker, <laughs> yep. <laughs> it, was, it was a quicker murder yeah. than uh, the long, drawn-out murder that took place. When was rock bottom for your team? We're just talking, we're Dolphin-centric here because me, my experiences, my life right now, and my name's on the show, the Dolphins have hit rock bottom. I've never seen that. Not even 1-15. in 15. It is absolutely because there were expectations, and so and how fast this has plummeted. Why this feels so damned bad? This feels miserable because of that. The one in fifteen season, it was laughable. It was funny. It was <laughs> man, do they suck? Like against the Patriots when Randy Moss caught a touchdown on a Tom Brady jump ball in the right side of the end zone, and two Dolphins ran into one another, and both of them tore their ACLs on that play. Like, it wasn't funny for them. But as a fan, that's funny. At least you can say, well, we're terrible, so that's what happens. Now, it's like, wait, we thought we were good. And, oh, but they're injured. The Ravens have had more injuries, and they've lost one time. And they have the MVP candidate, the MVP leader, as their quarterback, and they're well-coached, and they're well-constructed. Shocking what happens and how you can overcome when that actually happens. It's rough, man. It's rough. And we really did. Like, coming into this season, we're thinking 10 wins. You get lucky, you maybe slip into 11 wins. Can you contend with the Bills for the division? Like, you're hoping for a wild card spot. And now it's like, uh, we don't have a first-round pick. Or, I don't want to say we, but I'm saying in their position. They don't have a first-round pick, and they have no shot now at getting Mm -hmm. to the playoffs. It's in purgatory. Mm -hmm. They might go 2-15 and and not see any benefit from it. There is such a difference between happy tequila sipping Mm. and then... Angry, frustrated tequila drinking. Is it shots or do you pour it in a glass? No, 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 like- no it's in a glass. I'm, I'm sophisticated. <laughs> I'm too. I'm 37. I'm too old for shots, man. I can't do that anymore. But I'm saying when they're losing like that, oh, no, do no, you no, just no, resort no. to shots. No, here's the thing: if the if if the kids weren't around, I'd probably like just go from the bottle. <laughs> but but uh, I do need to have a modicum of uh, of senses left. But man, yesterday it started with. Mm. Oh, this is good. Kick back in the morning. Because, by the way, we did our whole show Friday on whether or not it was acceptable, 9.30 a.m. on God's Day, mm. to, to drink tequila. At, again, 9.30 a.m. Mm. And I don't know what this says about the listeners to the show, but it was a resounding yes. So I decided to go with it. And I so, love your, your listeners, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I, I mean, uh, they, it, was, it was unanimous. Yeah. Like, there was not any detractor. It was <laughs> unanimous. Um, so I'm like, this is good. And then by the third quarter, it's just like it starts to get angry and the gulps start to get more, more plentiful. And, uh, and it's just it's, angry tequila drinking is not a good way to go. That's, that's how you hurt yourself the next day. I'm yeah. telling you, that's how you hurt yourself. And, and the dolphins are going to hurt me. They're going to hurt me. They've already hurt me. But like tequila drinking hurt, which is a whole different level of hurt.
You got to check your liver out, man. <laughs> By the end of this football season, we're going to have to get you scanned, the liver yeah. scan. I don't know uh-huh. how they do those things. but <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure there's a blood test or two that Somewhere. they can use to, uh, to, to measure my, uh, my liver function. Yeah. Uh, what was rock bottom for your team? How did you navigate it? The Finns are there. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. In West Palm, it's Carl. Carl, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Carl? What's going on, man? I can honestly say, next to Detroit, Mm -hmm. my Chicago Bears have got to be the most dumbest team in the NFL. (laughs) Explain, Carl. Okay. We go out. We get a franchise quarterback, questionable. Mm -hmm. And then we get all of these wide receivers, and we keep getting wide receivers, and the weakest point on the team other than quarterback is our DBs. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten anything. We haven't tried to go get anything. And then we got a coach that couldn't coach his way out of a wet paper bag if it was dipped in ocean water, and we're still <laughs> losing. I mean, you're down in the red zone, and instead of kicking a field goal to tie the game, you, you're throwing dumb passes like, who does this yeah, I, consistently I, yeah. every single year? Yeah, every year. And it, it, that reared its head again against a team that you never beat on your home field yesterday in the Packers. And, Carl, I appreciate the call. Uh, the Bears are, I mean, they're they are bad. Mm. They had a 47-yard offensive performance earlier this year against Cleveland. But they're not rock bottom. And there is hope because you at least feel like there are some pieces there and – I don't know. Matt Nagy probably isn't the guy to lead Justin Fields into the future with that Bears franchise, but you feel like there's someone that could come in and take the reins and help Justin Fields because Justin Fields shows signs. Yeah. Like he, he's got something. There's definitely something there, especially the way that he can survive and then make something happen. But it also brings us to a great jumping off point because the Bears yesterday got owned again by the same guy who has been owning them for 15 years now, and his name is Aaron Rodgers. So we'll keep talking about rock-bottom teams, but I also want to discuss teams that own you. Teams are players that own you and your team, because we've all been there, Mm. and Bears fans yesterday got owned again by number 12. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. He's hanging out with me on a Monday. Captain Competent, Joe Rigotti. I'm Ken Levicka. We're live on ESPN 106.3.